Hey there, I'm Dr. John with Freedom Family Chiropractic, and I'm starting this podcast called Jamming with John, The Connection Cast, to get to know more local businesses. My goal through the podcast is to interview a small business or a local business on Mondays and provide some cool tips, tricks, or motivations on Fridays. The interview weekly will be around why the business was created, what it means to them, and get to know their motto, mission, and what drives them. But honestly, The main goal behind it all is to get to know the person behind the small business. I hope you are excited to join me along this journey. And if you like this podcast, definitely share it out with a friend. Hey there, podcast listeners. Thanks again for jumping on for another interview episode of Jamma with Jen, the Connection Cast. Today, I have Emily on with EJ Movement. I'm really excited about this episode because Emily goes in and talks about how she got started with Pilates, owning a small business, wearing multiple hats, and then, of course, what matters most to her. So let's jump right in. Okay. All right, everybody, we are live. I have Emily on with EJ Movement. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited about this. Um, Can you share a little bit about yourself with the viewers and listeners? Sure. So I um, grew up here in Sauk Prairie, born and raised, and when I've, I've always been sort of a mover, I've done gymnastics and dance throughout my entire life. Um, and so movement has always been really important for stress relief and all of those good things. And when I was growing up here in Sauk Prairie, there wasn't a ton of movement opportunities outside of like your traditional intramural sports or sports through school. So like we had a dance studio here off and on, but there was never some in a gymnastics um, gym here for a short period of time, but there was never um, a ton of different opportunities uh, for, for movement outside of, of school. And so for me, it was really important to bring that back to a small town um, when I was, when I was trying to think about what I was going to do and, and all of that stuff. So when I was younger, I did the gymnastics when it was here in town and I did the dance. And then when I got into school, I, I was really heavy in the music department here in Sauk Prairie and did show choir and musicals and all of that stuff. And then I went off to college and I went to a few schools, five before I settled and got my degree at UW-Madison in dance. And while that was happening, I was also getting my certification in Pilates um, through Core Dynamics out of um, uh, New Mexico. So, and then I was able to do most of my hours in Madison. And then I traveled to New Mexico for a few workshops and tested out with Michelle Larson. Um, And so then the question was, what do I do what do I do with this Pilates? I knew that I wanted to, to do it as a career. Um, and so what do I do with it? And I, I knew that I wanted to bring movement to a small town and I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to be soft Prairie. Um, but I ended up marrying somebody I graduated with. We were not high school sweethearts, but Steve Udolvin and I ended up getting married, which for most people is kind of like, wait, what? Um, and we ended up moving back to our hometown. 
And so it just made sense to open up a Pilates studio here in Sauk Prairie. Awesome. How did, so how did you get introduced to Pilates? Yeah, um, I was going to school for musical theater and I was going to school at North Central uh, down in Naperville, Illinois for musical theater. And at Christmas break, I came home and decided that I didn't want to go to school for musical theater anymore. And I informed my parents that I was not going back to college. And they were super supportive, um, you know, and I told them the reasons why, and they were super supportive. And so I moved home and my older sister, Kristen, she mentioned that a friend of hers, Marissa Linz, had opened up a Pilates studio in Madison and that I should go and take a class. So I did. And it was her like grand opening week for her very first studio and there were free classes. And so I went and I took a free mat class. And after class, I walked up to her and I said, Marissa, how do, how do I do this? This is what I need to be doing and, and how do I do it? And I think in the next couple of weeks, I had signed up for the certificate program and started on my way to getting my Pilates certificate. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah. Like how, how crazy, just like, like how everything aligned and worked out just so perfectly that you took that class and now you are yep. where you are. Yep. Yep. And how long have you been in business now? Um, here uh, at 412 Water Street, I've been here, gosh, my son is five. So six years going on seven years in August. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were you teaching at another studio before or did you have a different location before? I, well, when I started, I was teaching in Madison at Madison Pilates. And uh, shortly after uh, my husband and I got married 10 years ago in this month, woohoo! Congratulations or happy yeah. anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. We moved back to Sauk Prairie. Um, so I was teaching in Madison until we moved back. And then I started renting space from a, um, physical therapist office, Sport and Spine Clinic. And then I also rented a, a couple of hours at the art gallery. And I taught mat classes out of those two locations. And then eventually I got a couple pieces of equipment for my basement and I taught out of my basement. Um, and then finally it was got to the point where I was sort of locked in my growth and I needed to either be content with where I was at in the business or if I wanted to, to grow and help more people. Because at the time, Sauk Prairie didn't have all of the health and wellness stuff that they do now. I think there was a couple of gyms and the Wellspring Center, but I was the first sort of wellness studio, if you will. Um, and so I had my eyes set on, on 412 Water Street, knowing that I probably wouldn't get it right away. And, and I have a guardian angel here on earth and, and she helped me obtain this space and I want to be here without her and she will re remain nameless. Um, and so that's how I sort of came into to the space. So I've been teaching, gosh, since 2006. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. have probably one of like the most beautiful locations in the community, I feel like. Yes, hands hands down. With the grass across the street and the park next door 
and of course the river across the street, you know, <laughs> at the back side of the studio. Uh, seriously, I feel so incredibly blessed to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So as far as the type of clients you work with, do you work yeah. with all ages, um, more males and, or more females than males or how, sure. what type of clients do you work with? Um, well, that's the cool thing about Pilates is it can literally be for any body. And so I've worked with clients as young as eight, nine years old and clients as old as 84, 87 years old and the whole gamut in between. I would say right now my client base, I would say is, you know, your mid forties to mid sixties and looking to keep moving and feel good in their bodies. Um, I really like the sort of rehabilitation aspect of, of Pilates and really helping people get comfortable in their bodies and in their movements. So that's sort of my main base, but I've worked with anybody from professional athletes. Like I worked with a professional hockey player and a professional golfer. And then, you know, like I said, I've worked with, um, I think my oldest client is 85 going on 86. So perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Because like those people, like everybody needs movement. Yes. And like, that's what keeps you healthy is keeping yes. your body moving. So yes, absolutely. Yes. So is, is there anything that you wish you would have known when you first started out that you now know? <laughs> oh gosh, the list is far too long to even like begin. Um, I was really lucky to have sort of run, I was the, the manager of the studio that I had worked at prior to this sort of, I mean, not technically, but essentially. And, um, and so I was able to see more of the business ins and outs. But of course, there's always a business course that I wish I would have taken or a marketing course in which I continue to take, you know, I continue to work all aspects and learn all aspects from, you know, continuing education with Pilates through the business. So I'm not sure that there is any one, like, one pinpoint of knowledge that I could say I wish I would have known. It's just, it's a constant learning experience. Yes. And yeah. as a, a business owner, you wear multiple hats. So yes. it's figuring everything out kind of, or yes. rolling with the punches. Yes. Especially now with the safer at home, home order. Yes. <laughs> how has, how has that changed how you're doing Pilates with your clients now? Well, um, like 180%. I, when I'm working in studio, I think what sort of sets me apart from other instructors, or at least I've been told, is that I am really, um, gosh, for lack of a better way of explaining it, physical with my, my clients. So I'm really hands-on. I help with their alignment. I use tactile cueing to, to help their bodies learn um, what's proper alignment and proper movement for their own bodies. And so not being able to do that, teaching through a computer screen or, you know, a phone or whatever people are using, um, it is really been challenging in both a good way and a frustrating way, if I'm going to be completely candid, on how do I get across what I'm trying to say? How do I help my clients with the same sort of 
um, um, intensity or passion or knowledge or whatever you might be, whatever word I, which I'm, I'm not finding right now to put in there as I do when I'm in studio. So it's been, it's been a huge challenge. Yeah. I, yeah. I can only, I can't imagine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Yeah. From my understanding, you're doing an awesome job. Oh, <laughs> great. Like, I've heard people be like, she she can see me from like from how far my computer is or whatnot. Well, that's fantastic. So, <laughs> I've heard amazing things. <laughs> um, so with like owning the whole business aspect of it all, you had said before we hit record that you have a business coach or do you work with like mentors or things like yes. that? Yes. So that, that is something that, well, let's go back to your question about something you would have known before. Yeah. I wish I would have, I wish I would have hired a business coach from the beginning. Um, but in the last number of years, I've really, I've really sort of dived into um, being a business owner. So prior, I would say my, my description is I was a Pilates ins instructor who, who had a studio. And now I want to be uh, a studio owner who's an awesome Pilates instructor, right? So I, want, I wanted to, to make that shift. And so I did. I hired a business coach and I'm in this mentorship group with other studio owners from all over the country. Um, you know, anywhere from a a studio owner in a big city to someone who is myself in a more rural area in the Midwest. So there's a whole gamut of us who sort of are able to get together and do these, you know, round table mastermind conversations on what is the best way to reach our clients and to help our clients. Yeah. Perfect. That, I mean, it makes more sense to work with multiple brains than just yes. try to come up with everything on your own. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And we all go through like ebbs and flows of creativity and like new ideas of things that we can do. Yes, absolutely. Um, so what are, what would be some of the most commonly asked questions that clients have for you when they're first starting? Sure. What is the difference between Pilates and yoga? Is the Number one question I get asked, and I, again, completely candid, is the hardest to answer. <laughs> so my older sister is a yoga instructor. She owns a business out in Boston. And her and I, one Christmas when she was home, we opened up a bottle of wine and we tried to like crack the code to, to describe what is the difference between Pilates and yoga besides the obvious, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And she, I think, described it the best. She said that they're kind of like sisters where their core beliefs are very similar, but how they get to them are slightly different. So breaking that down, yoga has uh, a number of different sort of avenues, right? The spirituality, the physicality, and, and you know those different types of things. And when Joseph Pilates came up with Pilates, it was first called Contrology, actually. Um, but it was really for physical fitness and physical well-being. And through physical fitness and physical well-being, you're then able to achieve like that, that higher sense of spirituality and, and things of that nature. But it is really like exercise 
based. And so I think that is the, the biggest difference between um, the two modalities and, and the hardest question to answer. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've, I took my first Pilates class while I was at UW-Milwaukee. Okay. Because you had to have, you know, extracurricular sure. credits. And I was like, well, why wouldn't I do Pilates? So, sure. uh, and then the next trimester, semester, whatnot, I took yoga. Uh-huh. And I never actually tried to think about the difference between them, the two, but like physically, I know the difference. Right. Between the two. The other thing that I think is a really big difference is, and why Pilates speaks to me more, is that Pilates feels more linear, right? The, my type A personality likes how linear Pilates is. Everything has its place and, and yoga feels more expansive and like more circular and more round. And I guess that maybe that makes no sense to other people, but it makes complete sense to me. <laughs> no, that actually, that makes, that makes complete sense to me. Just doing both. Like I get exactly yeah. what you mean. And that's why they are so fantastic when you can do both. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I'm always telling people like never get too locked into like one specific yes. workout. Like absolutely. Don't just run. Like do yes. Do yoga. Do other things with everything else you're doing. Absolutely. Perfect. So, what type of additional training besides like the business part of it but like the Pilates side do you have to go through like additional training different certifications sure um the one thing about the Pilates industry right now is there is no real um parameters around what you have to do to call yourself a Pilates instructor and that's slowly shifting um but what I did is I went through a certification program through a comprehensive certification program. And what that means is I was, I took it, gosh, for me, I took three years, but it can be done quicker, a year, two years. And it, it gets you into the, the classical repertoire on all of the different pieces of equipment. So when most people think of, or I, I shouldn't say most people, but oftentimes people think of Pilates and they think of mat Pilates, but there's more equipment to Pilates. There's the reformer bed, there's the trapeze table, the ladder barrel, the spine corrector, some auxiliary pieces, as well as the mat. And so I did a comprehensive program. It was a 500 hour program. And like I said, I took three years to do it and, and then to take um, the test at the end to, to, to get my certificate. And then after that, I went through the Pilates Method Alliance, the PMA, and I got that certification on top of that, of, of my certificate. So I am a certified Pilates instructor. And then with that, you have to take continuing education credits to, to continue to um, be able to call yourself a PMA instructor. Okay. Yeah. How often do you have to take those classes or recertifications? Your certification lasts for two years. So every two years you have to have 16 hours of, of continuing education credits. Okay. And is that done like in Wisconsin or do you have to go anywhere specific for it? Um, it there, it's all over um, the United States. Actually, it's, it's international. Um, 
there is not a ton that happens here in Wisconsin for continuing education credits. There's a few, few things that happen in Madison, but to qualify for um, the, the continuing education credits for the Pilates Method Alliance, um, it has to be approved. And so you have to be specific about what you're doing and where you're doing it, but it is all over um, the nation. Okay. I have not traveled internationally for my continuing education credits. However, maybe someday when all this COVID stuff is over. <laughs> yes, you also have two young children. Yes, and maybe they're a little more grown. <laughs> oh, man. So switching gears a little bit, life is constantly changing. Like we know yes. right now. Um, what are some of the most meaningful things in your life right now? Um, right now, my family, my babies. Um, my husband, my parents, um, they are my biggest support system, always have been. And I don't think that I would be sane if it wasn't for, for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. I had, I had Violet in October and we're pretty sure Violet's going to be our last um, unless you know accidents happen, but so I was really sort of mourning that that end of maternity leave and having to to walk what felt like to me in the moment walking away and and not being able to see her grow up, which is you know not one hundred percent true, but when you have to leave the home and you 're not with her one hundred percent of the time, there are things that you miss. And so I was really sad about that. And I will say one of the blessings of this is it's sort of created this extended maternity leave for me. Um, although I am still working a little bit, still teaching virtually a little bit, I'm, I'm able to spend more time with her and then um, SJ as well. Good. I yeah. have heard that from a couple um, moms who just had babies that this has given them almost like that little bit of extended maternity leave. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost been a little bit of a blessing. Absolutely. So absolutely. Obviously, like looking at the pro with all of everything else going on, but absolutely, absolutely. Um, perfect. So what what are some of like the biggest pain points or frustrations that you have around maybe like the business or things right now mm -hmm. going on? Oh, I think like so many other, it's just the uncertainty, the, what is it going to look like when we go back to quote unquote normal? What is normal going to be? I'm not sure that we want to go back to quote unquote normal. Um, and so I was, I was talking with um, a friend and a client the other day about how up until maybe about a week ago, I, I felt really positive about all of this and I you know was rolling with the punches and then all of a sudden it just kind of got daunting the idea of reopening and what that was going to look like for my clients knowing where we had been prior to this and was I going to be able to reach them the same way were they going to want to come back you know all of these different things so I think the biggest um pain point is is the, the uncertainty of, of what, what coming back looks like for, for a, a movement studio that is breath focused. 
<laughs> and like where you probably are touching people to help adjust and yeah and that you know like is that it's all of the unknowns mm-hmm. yeah gotcha yeah. yes our in general our brain hates uncertainty yes absolutely so that's always that's always hard in general mm-hmm. um do you have any books or podcasts that you recommend? Yeah, well, yes. Um, I would say some of my biggest ones that I go to would be um, Rachel Hollis <laughs> um, and her podcast. And um, I love watching her and her husband's daily um, Facebook and Instagram live. Yes sessions because they're hilarious and I love how like even if they're talking more business specific mm-hmm. it, it you're able to integrate it into even if you didn't own a business and I think that's sort of the way that I want to be able to run both my family and my business is like how do I how do I integrate my core beliefs and and what I believe to be true into both how I run my business and how I, how I function in my family. Um, so I think they do a great job of that. So Rachel Hollis is one of them. And then Brendan Bruchard, his book, high performance habits. Fantastic. I'm reading it now for the second time. Um, and so similar thing with that. It's just the, it's not just business oriented. It's how do you want to show up as your best person in, in your all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think those, those two have sort of really resonated with me in the last, I would say even a couple of years. Good. I, the, I've listened to some of Brendan Burchard's stuff previously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've been recommended his high performance habit book, you know, a while back. And then last week I was listening to a podcast that he was on with Ed Milat. And yeah. I was like, okay, I need to read or listen to this book, probably read it. Um, And now you're bringing it up again. So I feel like the universe is saying like, hey, go get this book. I would let you borrow my book, except for it's got a ton of notes in it. And I don't want my notes to influence the way that you read it. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. I I also, like when I have a hardcover book, take notes. So I would want to write my own notes. It's the best thing about having a book is being able to take notes in it. Yes. I love audibles, but I get so frustrated when something like triggers like my brain. And then I'm like, I have nowhere to write this down because usually I'm driving when I listen to that. Exactly. So I'm so thankful for audibles and I really like hardcover books. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I, I'm uh, the podcast that he was on with Ed Milat. They were talking about like rating the experience, like on a scale of one to 10. Last weekend was Mother's Day weekend. So yeah. Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. But I had just listened to the podcast and I was like, mom, on a scale of one to 10, how great is this weekend? (laughs) I think she was like, you're crazy. (laughs) I think my family thinks that often of me. (laughs) Uh, Same. (laughs) Uh, There was, so in the book, um, he talks about sort of resetting and setting your intention each time you, you move into a new space or you move into a new experience. So when I first, the first time I had read that, 
like I had taken that seriously. And so I would stop in the doorway of each time I entered a new room and I would like in my mind set my intention like, okay, I'm going to show up as the most patient mom and most loving wife or whatever it was, or like most attentive Pilates instructor. And like, I took it literally. And so when something triggers, whether it's, you know, listening to a podcast or reading a book, I often will like make that in my life. And I think that's why my, my family's kind of like, Oh, here, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new idea. Oh, we might have very similar brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to try it on and see if it works. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. I, um, going back to the Rachel Hollis. Yes. I, um, I just did her online, um, workshop or whatever. Two weeks yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm hoping I can go to one of her live events once all of this passes and, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Sometimes I feel like really basic <laughs> when I'm listening to Rachel, but I'm like, she's got it. Like she's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are, um, you and others who I've interviewed for the podcast so far have also recommended her. So yeah. Yeah. She's good. Yes. She, she is good. Um, so going into another question here. So this one's called the three truths. So years down the line, if you're with your husband, your children, your grandchildren, great grandchildren, and you can leave them with three things to live by or three truths to live by, what three things would you live, leave them with? Um, oh, three. I have two like that come to mind right away. The first two are honesty and integrity. Um, those are the two most important things that I think we, we all need to live by. And what is my third one? Ooh, that's hard. Honesty, truth, and respect. And maybe that sort of goes into that whole living with honesty and integrity. I think out of that comes respect for, for anything around you, anything and everything around you. Perfect. Yeah. How would you define success? Hmm. I would define success as a feeling of contentment. Um, you know, you set a goal, you work towards that goal, whatever it is. I think everybody's success is different. Mm -hmm. you set a goal, you work towards that goal. And, and, and once you get there, you have this great feeling of contentment and, and um, achievement. Great. How, how would people get in contact with you or how can people follow you? Gosh, uh, you know, all your typical ways. You can give me a call um, or you can email me at ejmovement.com. I have a website and I, I am also on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. And right now you're doing the online classes too. So people, if they yes. want to get going with Pilates. Absolutely. They can just go to your website, right? They can. They can go to my website. Um, there are five mat classes Monday, five mat classes a week. And then there's also a free um, Facebook Live class every Thursday morning at 930, which stays up on the Facebook page for always. And so you can always go back and, and take those classes whenever you want. But 
if you're interested in, in my teaching style or figuring out what, what I'm all about, that would be a good introduction is checking out that Facebook live on Thursday mornings at 930, 945 ish, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but they can always go back and see the previous ones so they can test Absolutely. at a time that works best for them. Absolutely. And then if they want to continue, um, information is on the website. Okay, perfect. Any other words of wisdom you want to leave people with? Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Emily, for jumping on the call. I know things are busy and crazy. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Well, thanks so much for reaching out. This was lots of fun. Good, thanks. Wow. Thanks again for jumping on for another interview episode of Jam with Jen, the Connection Cast. I really want to thank Emily for taking time out of her day and sharing some insight into her and her business and really what is mattering most to her. So thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much for listening in to Jamming with Jen, the podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, definitely hit that subscribe button or go ahead and leave a review. Every little bit helps. Stay tuned for the next episode on Jamming with Jen.